So, right after Shabbos is over, in order to be allowed to do any work, and in order to praise Hashem for Shabbos, we say Havdalah. Before saying Havdalah at home on a cup of wine, we say Havdalah already in Shul, in Davenik. Question is, um, let's say you want to do something before you daven. So, we're all familiar with the Baruch HaMal and Kishachel, you say that sentence, Less is the one who separates between the holy and the not holy. If you say that sentence, then you are allowed to uh, to do work. As long as the time. Uh... As long as it's the right time. Yeah, actually, the altar discusses a situation where, let's say, you're not going to be able to make Abdullah after Shabbos. You let him make Abdullah during the day and have Meyer during the day. And then, then they say Shema with the brachas after Shabbos is over. He says, don't do it because people will think it's like a little weird. Whatever. But, um, but. The words the Alter uses are very interesting. He says that you're supposed to accompany the king. After Shabbos, you're supposed to accompany the Shabbos. How do you accompany the Shabbos? It's by davening Mairev or by saying Abdullah. However, if you want to work, so it's sufficient to do a minimal accompanying the king by saying Baruch But then he says, Iqbal Nefesh, someone's on a high level, they shouldn't, they shouldn't just daven Mairev, they should also wait till after Mairev to Ba'at Kodesh. And he says... Anyone who does work before that will not see any... Right. Anyone who does that work he's doing before before he davens, he won't see any blessing for that work that he does. It's what if... We need to add from Kodesh, Lechor... Well, that's something else. That's, that's something else. That's the time you're doing it. The time you're, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to extend Shabbos to the weekday. True. Then there's something else, Abdallah. Besides, you add a time, there's something else for Abdallah. So, so the Al-Tribbah says that a Baal Nefesh is careful to wait till Atta Kaddish. If you're not a Baal Nefesh, so you could do it earlier. However, he says, what if you talk about a situation about someone lighting the candles in the shul? If lighting the candles in the shul, it's a mitzvah. Light the candles in the shul, he now says... Is, you're sending a computer for the... Uh, that's how that, that's what caught my attention. You let, we we sent the video for the, to to be, to be go on right after right after uh, the week the, the video to, uh, that we watched for the Rebbe. It's up. So so it says over there if you're doing a mitzvah that's to help people um, like, like the candles in the shul or setting up a video for one Torah in public with the you know Rebbe's video. So then it says you should at least wait till after Baruch. Albert puts it in parentheses, which means that Alder had a doubt about it. I don't know uh, what doubt, what was it, what was the doubt, but it seems that it's still better to wait after Baruch Hu before see Baruch Hamavdil and wait after Baruch Hu to uh, set up the video. Because if you if you light before the time, you actually lighting you you hurting those those reshaim that that they enjoy right, the Shabbat. Right. No, it's true. It's, you're it's, adding the fire before time, and then it's like. Uh, Extinguishing. Uh, right, it says that the, the neshamas don't go back to Gehenim. Those who because of Shabbos, they're free from Gehenim. They don't go back to the last shul finishes their seder. Rabbi Reber Baruch Hashem has instituted something. We are, I think, we have the classification of the last shul in town. Baruch Hashem. Not yet. Not yet. The same thing. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so. Um, I can't take care of that. All right. Um, okay, so then uh, you come home, and there's another thing of Abdul. You're supposed to, to accompany the king. What are you supposed to, to accompany the king after Shabbos? What are you supposed to, to accompany the king besides Abdullah? 
Lava Malka. Lava Malka. But it says something interesting in Shochanarach that, that, um, that emphasized. It's not just eating the meal of Lava Malka. It's setting the table. And the words in Shochanarach are, you're supposed to set the table as if it's going to be a full meal. And even though technically, according to Halacha, it's enough just to eat fruit or whatever, but the table's supposed to be set like, wow, it's like Friday night. It's like, you know, a special meal's going to happen. The Rebbe was very careful to wash Motzei Shabbos, and uh, I think the Rebbe said the words, this is the meal of Malcha Mashiach, in Hebrew, in Aramaic, before having the meal of Motzei Shabbos, because it's called the meal of Davin HaMelech, because every Motzei Shabbos, Davin HaMelech would celebrate the fact that he um, survived Shabbos because he knew he was going to pass away on Shabbos. He asked Hashem, Edein Yashem Kitsi, let me know, when will I stop to exist? Hashem said on Shabbos, therefore he would celebrate every Motzei Shabbos. Anyways, but what I wanted to focus on today was two other things. That was just the uh, intro to the main issues I want to discuss today. One discuss today was the bracha we say on the fire. There's two unusual things about this bracha. Number one, um, the language of the bracha, blessed is the one who gives many lights to the fire. And number two is the fact that when we say this bracha, we do not hold the candle. When we, when we um, make a bracha on the, on the psalmim, we hold the psalmim. When you make a bracha on the fire, we don't hold the fire. Why is it when you make a bracha on the fire, we don't hold the fire? When you make a bracha on the besam, and we hold the besam. And why, what's you it? You hold the besam on the left hand, on the right hand, you put the wine down, what do you do? The Rebbe would put down the cup, and he would uh, make a bracha on the, um, on the ish, he would put the cup down, make a bracha on the, on the besam. And hold the besam in his, in his right hand. There's an opinion that you're not supposed to let the, the yes. cup yeah. off yeah. your hand. Right. You could do the besam on left. Yeah. Even when the, when you do the candle, you right. you can raise your hand, but you don't take care because yeah. as long as you are holding it, you're pushing that it aguta diltata itota dilila. Interesting. So you need, so the Reb actually had this custom for many it. years until 1965. They have also had this custom Without as well. I know the change until 1965, but that that's the Reb custom I've done in public. I learned something today I didn't know is that the Reb was careful to use a beeswax candle for Abdullah. It says in Shulchan Aruch that according to Kabbalah, those who know the reason use beeswax. It says you shouldn't use foul-smelling candles, but then there are those who use beeswax. But beeswax is Sha'ava. Yeah. It's holy. How do you say bee in Sparsi? Very good. <laughs> okay. So what's the meaning of the word? So let's go, let's go quickly. What's the meaning of the bracha of Me'eresh, creates many lights of the fire? So it says that, in, that we're thanking Hashem, not just that there's fire, we're thanking Hashem with many colors in the fire. Hashem created a beautiful thing, fire, there's many colors in the fire. Ah, oh, according to Beishama, you make a bracha ma'or ha'esh, but we, with halach, it's like Beishilo, we make many, the bracha for the many candles in the fire, yes? Many, many lights in the fire. But we don't get, we get, we don't get the same type of hanah from the, the candles, we get some spices. We're going to get there, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. Okay. So it says in Shulchan Aruch, it's a better, it's considered a mitzvah and a mukhar. It's considered to be a uh, mitzvah done in the best way to have more than one candle. One candle is kosher because even one candle has many colors, but it's considered to be a higher level of mitzvah to use many candles. Unless you have the. What's the, the reason multi- you have to use many candles? So there's an argument between the Alter Rebbe and the Mishnah Brewer. The Alter Rebbe, let's go to the Mishnah Brewer first. The Mishnah Brewer says, when you have many candles, there's a lot of light, 
And therefore, it's considered to be a mitzvah and a mukhar, it's considered to be better to take a bracha on this in a similar way. It's, a, it's better to take a bracha on a whole fruit instead of a fruit that's cut off. So therefore, you're supposed to take a bracha on many candles on, or, or a torch. That's a, right. The word, word is a torch. Yeah. What about a lantern? So Mishra Buddha discusses a lantern. There's different opinions about a lantern. On the one hand, some opinions say, oh, a lantern is even better. Because a lantern is a lot of light. Oh, it's one candle. But the whole point is to have is to have a, a lot of light. So if you have a lantern, which gives you more light than a regular candle, it's even better. Others say, no, it's not, it's not, it's not the point to have, to have a lantern, it's the point to have many candles. The, point, the important thing is to have an important candle. What makes an important candle? Two parts. One is there's many wicks, there's many sources of light, and the other is that there are many fires. So if you have a lantern, lantern doesn't work. What if you have, another problem with a lantern is that you're seeing it through a glass. Many opinions say, you're not allowed to say a bracha, on the fire through a glass. They take it out of the glass. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Mishaburu's opinion is that the, the value of the torch is that there are many, there are many uh, it's a lot of light. The Altarebbe says that's not the reason. The reason why you're supposed to use a torch is a whole different reason. The reason is, he says, is because the language of the bracha, the language we say in the bracha is Lights in the plural. Since we use the words lights in the plural, there has to be more than one light. So it's not because it's considered more important, it's just because of the language of the brach. And there's a big difference between these two opinions. It's possible that the reason why the Alter Rebbe, Ashkenazi, he was watching a share on this from him, he said it's possible that Alter Rebbe's opinion is because that if the reason why there was a preference to use more a torch rather than a regular candle was because of its great light, then it wouldn't be considered a more choice mitzvah to do it that way. It would be a halachic obligation. Just like you have an halachic obligation like a bracha on a whole fruit, there should have been a halachic obligation like a bracha on, on a torch. But not a halachic obligation. If you only have one candle, it's fine. It's just a mitzvah, it's a more choice mitzvah like a bracha on, on, um, on, on, on a torch. So what exactly is a torch? So based upon these two opinions, there are a lot of things which would be a torch according to one opinion and wouldn't be a torch according to another opinion. Let's say you have a, a cup, and the cup has two, and a cup of oil, and there's two wicks in, in, in this cup. So according to everybody, that would be considered a torch. Why? Because you have two sources of light, and two sources of light are uh, in the same cup, so it's, 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 it's the cup unites the two sources. So it's considered one, one entity. These two sources of light have become one. What if you have two candles, and two candles are united with a fire. They put the two candles together. According to Mishaburu, it wouldn't work. Why wouldn't it work? Because in order for it to be considered an important candle, what makes it important? Two things. Number one is that there's two sources of light, and the other is that, that there are two lights, and, they, and they're united as one. So if you had a Havdullah candle, where there are two candles which are coming one, so then that's important. But if there are two completely separate candles... These two completely separate candles aren't considered an important torch because they're just they're separate. And they may have two fires, but they don't have. But they're not. It's not a the candle. Isn't a double candle? When you have a cup and there's two wicks, if two candles, and you put them together, Mishaburu wouldn't be good. Why wouldn't it be good? Because you don't have a you don't have an important candle. You have two fires, but your candle is important. Each of these candles are separately not they're separate candles. But what makes them into one torch? The fact that the, 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 the fires are touching isn't enough. It has to be an important candle. What makes it an important candle is that there's two actual candles that are woven together. 
if you have an Abdullah candle, so you, so you have... take your two candles, some of the candles, and hold them together, that's not it. That's not it. And not only that, um, according to the Mishabura, and actually people don't, practically, everyone uh, follows the opinion of the Rebbe, and the people do use two candles, even though Mishabura says that wouldn't work. What if you have two wicks coming out of one candle? According to the Alter Rebbe, as long as you have two, the point is it's the point is it should be two fires. So although the Prima Gaud say that it's, it wouldn't be good to have two um, fires coming out of one candle, it would seem that if you don't have anything else, according to the Alter Rebbe, it would be a mitzvah and a because at least you have two lights. But according to the Mishnah Bruro, you have to have two things. You have to have two sources of light, and they have to be connected to each other, and that produces two lights. What if you have an Abdullah candle, and you made Abdullah, and you and now the Havdalah candle has been extinguished. You uh, poured the um, actually don't pour it. You, you dip you dip the Havdalah candle into the wine, and now you want to relight it. And when you relight it, only you don't pour the wine on the Havdalah candle. You dip Why? it into it. Why? Yeah, this has just changed my. Uh, when did that come about? You learned that two weeks ago. You, 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 I, I don't know. You know the same then. Okay. <laughs> why? I wasn't here two weeks. Ago. Okay. Yeah, that's why. So. So um, when you um, when you put the Havdalah candle out and you pour, you you put it into the wine, then the uh, <coughs> the next guy you make making Havdalah may not be successful in lighting all of the wicks because it's wet. Well, let's say that only the two extreme corners of the candle are lit and they're not united. According to the Mishnah Bruda, you don't have, you have a problem. You don't have two fires connecting to each other. You have you have a candle that has two sources of light, but you don't have. Um, Two lights coming together. But according to Alter Rebbe, that the whole point of having two lights is because of, of the language of the bracha You have two lights, and they're in for one candle. That's fine. You know, the, the, the fire doesn't have to touch each other. If you have two candles, so what makes them connected is that their fires are connected to each other. But if you have one candle and the, or one Havdalah candle with this with this with this two um, sources of light, doesn't matter if they touch each other or not. Okay, let's go now to the uh, holding the candle. Right, when, when you twist those two, um, uh, the, the, um, the, the wicks, that's considered as a one. The two wicks coming from one candle. No, okay. It's twisted. It's, there's two different candles which are woven together. No, no. There are other kinds that uh, understand. Some, some, of, some them, of them, right. Some of them are one thing that, 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 that has two wicks out of one candle. According to Misha Burra and Misha Vasarat and Prima God, it wouldn't be good. According, it's not good. According to some things, it wouldn't be good. Ah. But according to the Alter Rebbe, well, it, it's kosher because even one candle is kosher. But according to the Alter Rebbe, it seems that if you don't have anything else, I'll be better than, than using, using one candle. Uh, but if, everyone using it. No, you're not. Everyone uses the one that's woven together when you have multiple. Everyone lights. uses no, the beeswax no, candle. What are you talking about? That, the new thing I just learned. It was used beeswax. One, from, from, from one spot. Okay, let's now go to the holding the candle versus hold, and why you don't hold the candle and why you do hold the psalm. Why do we hold the psalm and why don't we hold the candle? The reason you hold the psalm is very simple. As you mentioned before, Abel, that whenever you're making a bracha and you're enjoying the thing that you're making a bracha on, the bricks on that in, you have to hold it in your hand. You make a bracha on an apple, the apple, an apple in your hand. You make a bracha. On, uh, on a piece of steak, holding the fork is considered holding in your hand. But uh, that's regarding the psalmim. You're going to enjoy the fragrance of the psalm. Make a bracha when you hold in your hand. However, what's the reason to make a bracha on the fire? There's two reasons to make a bracha on the fire. Reason number one, the main reason, is we're thanking Hashem for creating fire. We're thanking Hashem, Hashem when Hashem created fire. After Shabbos, when Adam and Chav were scared, 
the, the snake is going to attack them, and they were scared that Hashem wouldn't be with them anymore. Hashem gave Adam Rishon this idea of putting these two sticks together, these two rocks together, and, and producing fire. So we thank Hashem at the exact moment when the fire was created. Why do we thank Hashem at the exact moment that fish was created? Only fire. Because every Matzei Shabbos, it's similar to the creation of fire. Because on Shabbos, we don't use fire. So in every Matzei Shabbos, there is a renewal of the fire, of that experience of the creation of fire. Yeah. So what are we thanking Hashem for? Are we thanking Hashem for the fire that we have now? We're thanking Hashem for the fire that was created then. The bracha of Meiri Ha'esh, the bracha is actually in the creation of fire. Boirei Meiri who creates the fire. Since the bracha is on the creation of fire, so therefore, you're not thinking of that you're enjoying. Making a bracha on the thanking Hashem that you created a fire. If you would hold it, it would seem that you're not thanking Hashem for the creation of fire. You're just thanking Hashem for your usage of fire. And since the original nusach of the bracha, the purpose of this bracha is to thank Hashem for the creation of fire, the original creation of fire, we, we happen to do it this time because that's when we experience a renewal of the usage of fire. But the bracha is not about our usage of fire, it's really about the creation of fire. And therefore, we don't hold it in our hands because it's not like a bracha of enjoyment, it's a bracha of praise and thanks to Hashem that He created, they created fire originally. That's also why the language of bracha is boire, He creates the, uh, the fire. All right, any questions, sure. comments? All right, Talaka Baruch.